day. Brandon, tis time. All right. I know you don't get that reference. I know you don't get that reference, but that's a Hocus Pocus reference. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Writer's Block. My name is Brandon And Morehouse. I'm Jake Flukiger. And this week, we're going to be talking all things scary, horror, thrill. I don't know. I don't know. We got to talk about what the difference between the two. But we're going to be talking about that. It's the Halloween show. Yay! Yay, boo. Wow. <laughs> that was supposed to be like a ghost. I don't that was, think That it. was not like a ghost. That, that failed okay. miserably. I was trying. I know. I'll give you props trying. for that. Okay. Well, thanks. So those of you that are new to the show, thank you for joining. If you'd like to join in, this is an open discussion. Feel free to hit that mic in the bottom left corner of your phone, and you can join, on, join in and give your thoughts and opinions about anything we talk about. If you're listening back, which you should be, Jake, what do they need to do if they're listening back? Well, obviously, you should be following us. Give us yes. a like. Give us a comment. Whatever you want to do to interact with us, but you just need to do it. Yes. I mean, we're pushing 600. I mean, we're at 594 followers on our Twitter. Yeah. And we've got yeah. well over 500 downloads on Podbean. So yes, and, and we hit a new country today. Ooh, what did we hit? We're we're taking over the world one country at a time, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're like Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> I'm I'm Pinky. I'm clearly Pinky. Going. Like, oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're the brains. I'm the comic relief. So yeah, you'd be you'd be Brain. I'd be Pinky. But we hit the Netherlands Ooh, today. Very nice. Yeah. Is that like Holland? Is that are they the same? No, they're different. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, they're the same? No, they're different. They're different. Um, sometimes you just gotta talk stuff out loud. To everybody in the Netherlands, we profusely apologize. I I have an American education, so bear wow. with me. <laughs> let's let's just be honest. Our education system isn't that bad. The best, and they teach to test that's it they don't really teach i'm moving on i'm gonna get on a high horse yeah getting off getting off my my soapbox anyways enough of your opinions jeez yeah yeah why why don't i don't know why people listen to us it's just me spouting off my opinion i've left and right um how how has your how has your week been jake um my week has been so long i had fall break last week and it kind of spoiled me rotten it was like the good old days back when i didn't have a job and i could just write all the time and so this week even though it is only wednesday it has felt like the longest week in the history of long weeks i'm sorry i know right you're sorry it's all your fault it's I, okay i mean i'll take the blame for it that's fine but it's not my fault. <laughs> brandon how's your week you know i've had better weeks it's been, it's been a little rough. My uh, 97-year-old grandma went into hospice this week, so we're just kind of counting down. It's so. the worst and the best at the same time. Well, and I just focus on she's had a good life. She's, you know, she's, she's very active. The girl still smokes a pack a day. I've yet to figure that one out. Um, Some people, who, you know. Who, who am I to tell her not to smoke? Like, you're 97. I, what's your secret, right? Um, and she Well, she, obviously smoke a pack a day. I'm, clearly. I mean, she drank Mad Dog 2020 like it was wine. 
And for those of you that don't know, Mad Dog 2020 is like a hard alcohol, like, like super hard, super hard. So yes, so she, she we're, you know, she's been married ten times. So yeah, she's had a yeah. good life. She's had a good life. Um, I think it's just her body's. She's ninety seven, right? She's ninety seven. So it's it's been a it's been an emotional week for me. But, Understandable. But let's get on with the show. For those of you that don't know, and I'm sure all of you are avid listeners to the show, Jake and I like to toss talk toss around our off-topic topic. I fucking love that. I know you do, and you say it all the time. Fucking love it. Our off-topic topic, and it's my week to hit Jake with something. And okay. I know he's I know he's nervous. He's awesome. I am mentally preparing myself to be caught off guard. Yes. Okay. So I learned this new nope. thing today. Nope. Can't do it. Nope. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> We're done. So Sorry. thank you for joining the show. Listen to it back. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm ready. Appreciate it. Um, so there's this new thing I heard of in a meeting today. And I was like, ooh, I need to let Jake know about it. And so it's not really an opinion-based, Jake, so I'll give you a sense of relief on that. Okay, um, So they're called calming strips, and they're like a sticker that you, you put on, like, your laptop or wherever, and then you can run your fingers across it, and it tells you, like, it, like you make, like, an eight, and it's like, breathe here. And it's texturized, and it's like, breathe in breathe out and you do it in that shape of an eight and i just thought you would like that because okay i'm totally all about that i yeah i definitely need something like that i uh, mean i think it would be good for writers to uh, in general because it's just one of those things where you're like i need to take a minute and calm down like we is you were acting like we as writers are high strung or stressed out or overly anxious about the fact that we don't know if we're good at what we do or not. Imposter I mean, syndrome is not a thing. Say, imposter syndrome. I mean, I am never high strung. Never, ever, ever high strung. <laughs> ever high strung. Jake and is I, perfectly calm all I the am, time. I am like, so calm. So calm all the time. I mean, it's not like I have a stressful life, but, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. So, let's get on with the show. Jake, did you have anything for me? This is, I mean... Like, no? like okay. catch Never. you off guard type thing? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know it's my week, but mine was kind of weak. Let's just be honest with you on that one. Um, I don't have anything, actually. My mind is, is, is a desert, a void of nothingness right now. It's it's a whelm of nothing. Yeah, it's a whelm of nothing. Because yes. you're not overwhelmed or underwhelmed, you're just whelmed. I'm just whelmed. <laughs> I need to start using that more often. Anyways, let's get on with the show. Let's talk about the scary world. Scary okay. Thriller. I don't know. I don't know. I need. So I, there's a <laughs> there's a difference, right? Like I don't. I don't. We need to preface this. Neither Jake or I are avid readers or writers in this world in that genre so we're going to be kind of relying more than usual on you guys for this topic i i want to preface this also by saying that i i am scared of like the bad guys on cartoons so 
Jake. This is a very terrifying topic for me. Poor Jake. I feel bad for him. I don't think he was too happy when I was like, this is the topic we're doing. And I'm like, no, I need you to trust me. And I like, was dying when you like, said this was the topic. I was like, do we have to? I'm like, but people write this stuff, Jake. We have to We have to talk about it. So We do have to talk about it. I, so, I will suck it up. It'll okay. be fine. Deal with it. Pop and leave and walk it off. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so... Jake, do you know what the difference is between thriller and horror? And I'm sure there's some other ones in there. Um, horror is where everything is really scary. And thriller is where some things are super scary. And I'm sure there's some other scary genres out there, but that's about as far as I know. And, and jumping in here, she's going she's gonna, to she's gonna school us on this. I know it. She's going to be like, okay. Y'all need to sit down. M, Sorry. hop on here. I know you want to talk. She's connecting. She's she's on oh, here. Okay, we're connecting. We're connected. So I, I think of uh, when yeah, I, I mean because I'm not a horror writer. So what's the difference? I don't know. I write David, psychological what's... thrillers. Okay. So, so David writes the horrors. So, okay. So for me, uh, depending on who you talk to and whatnot, uh, the difference between a horror and a thriller is a matter of perspective. Um, and, and some of that I can say that you can mean that literally. Um, something like Psycho, for instance, uh, would theoretically be a thriller and part of that would be because of perspective and what i mean by that is is we see things through the lens of his victims but we also see things through the lens of uh norman bates um whereas in horror typically and and here's the thing none of this is hard and fast rules that that's that's the problem here there are no hard and fast rules with horror and whatnot there's sort of a a blindness to the antagonist a little bit um but screw that and whatnot i've done plenty of things from the from the villain's perspective Uh, the other the other major difference is what it intends to do horror intends to scare you freak uh, scare you disturb you gross you out whereas a thriller on the other hand Get your blood pumping, basically. Uh, so, a thriller, a thriller is normally taking your antagonist and putting them in situations that make the uh, reader's heart beat a little faster or a lot faster. Okay. Okay. So, like a thriller would be. Uh, oh my god! I just, I just dropped it. The Gone movie... Girl is a thriller. Thrill. Okay. That, thank you. I just read that one. That was a good book. So that's usually. Uh, usually when it comes to a thriller it's uh, it has more to do like with let's say solving a mystery or or a crime and and there are some uh you would call it i guess like action set pieces or investigation or trying to figure out uh what the mystery is the the main uh, idea is to entice you with a mystery that you're trying to solve while horror it's more focused on uh well literally horrifying you terrifying you grossing you out things like that okay okay that makes that's so for example like in (laughs) in in horror i guess uh so i I am a horror writer and uh uh 
for horror, let's say that we're talking about a murder. And uh, in horror, you would probably get all the fear leading up to the murder. You would get the description of how the murder happened, how the person was feeling as they were being murdered, or how the people felt when they found it. A thriller, you would probably be more focused on uh, the people that were investigating that murder or trying to find uh, like who did it and, and the clues and all of that. Okay, so like a horror is more like the physical, where a thriller is more the psychological. No, well, ho horror is also very psychological, but uh, it's it's more about the focus. One focuses more on the the horrifying aspects of it. The other one focuses more on the, I guess, the who done it and the in the mystery of it. Okay, okay. Um. So here's a question for my horror writers. Um, does horror have to be like? gruesome blood stuff no no absolutely not like there's this uh there's this book oh my god i just blanked out on, on the author but this book is really uh cool called all the all the white spaces uh that's uh, about a, a, a trans character like in like the 1920s or something in like uh, the south pole and that book, it's not gory at all. It's just focused on things they see in the darkness and noises and things that are happening to the crew of this ship. Uh, and it's very, very scary, but there's very little uh, gore and blood and things like that. So, no. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. That clears up something for me because I've always thought of horror as just this like bloodbath stuff and that, like that part that stuff grosses me out i don't like it right now if you want to take a good genre blend of the thriller and the horror you can look at silence of the lamb okay why silence of the lambs and excellent example silence of the lamb does a great job at the psychological aspect of it but because you know something you constantly on the edge of your seat because you know something's about to happen but the main character he kind of brings a different aspect of allowing you to feel the horror of what's about to happen okay 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 cool sense? yeah now i mean there's not a lot of blood in that yes he does you know carve up somebody's brain and you know fry it up for dinner but oh, that, that, that's Hannibal. <laughs> he, he didn't do that till Hannibal. Well, but in, in the first Gross. one, in the first one, doesn't he? In the first, uh, well, I, I've only watched the movies. I haven't read the books, so please don't kill me. Um, doesn't he like in the first movie, like carve a policeman's face off and then just kind of like wears the, the face on his face so that they kind of let him out as if he were a wounded policeman? Something yes. like that. That for me is horror. Well, definitely. That, that is disgusting. <laughs> I'm Jake just Pike throwing that out there. Jake's like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a thriller because you're constantly got the FBI agent. What's her name? I can't even think of her name. Clarice. It's been a long Clarice time. Starling. Clarice, yes. You know. Hello, Clarice. You get this sense that she is somehow <laughs> in danger from Hannibal. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. kind of how a thriller writer writes is you constantly have one of your characters who has some sense of foreboding. Okay. 
so here's a question then do when we're talking about horror when we're talking about these scary things is that limited to a certain age group is that limited to i mean like what's kind of what's the audience for that horror is for everyone as my answer to that question horror is for everyone absolutely and i mean th there are certain types of horror that uh you might right that are geared toward a more adult audience like if you go for extreme horror uh you know you probably don't want a kid reading that but when i when i was a kid i was reading scary stories to read in the dark which had images and everything and that was fairly scary and and touched on some really scary topics for a little kid um but yeah it's it's for everyone that's why there are kind of like different levels of horror i guess Okay. I actually have read that one, Carlos, and that scared me as a kid. But looking back at it now, I'm like, I could totally like buy that book and, and it would be okay if I read it now. I mean, I would hope so. I, I might have nightmares. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, it's, uh, it, it, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, how would I say, like, it, it's very subjective. I mean, like, uh, for example, like in, in, in my, recent novel i there's this scene with some uh dogs stalking this guy and, and the dogs are really scary and the guy's terrified of the dogs and i find that scene very scary despite the fact that i love dogs but that scene i find it scary but then this friend of mine uh who was one of my of my arc readers she read it and she went like that scene is not scary and i was like why and she said because i love dogs i'm not scared of them and i'm like yeah but those are some mean nasty dogs and they're trying to kill this guy and she goes like, yeah, I know. I'm not scared of dogs. So it's very subjective. Okay. So in that instance, Carlos, what, what then makes something scary enough that the majority of people are going to consider it a horror novel and consider it scary? And David, you can hop on here too, or anybody else can as well. So for, for me, it's, it's, there's no way in which you're going to be able to cover everything that everybody finds scary. I mean, uh, I, I've seen things that horrify me and other people don't find it scary. Uh, but the idea of horror is you kind of put out there whatever scares you and then your audience will find it. You know, your, your, your audience will actually find, I'm sorry, your, your readership will find what they find scary in it. I mean, you just put there what you think is scary and, you know, there will be people who will find it scary too, just as there will be people who will just be like, eh. Okay, okay. Yeah. So just like any other writing, it's like you want to put what you would want in your book. Exactly. In a way, in a way yeah. Um, I do want to real quick, Anaya, uh, I know uh, she she made it and then she's uh, deployed right now and she said in the chat that she got uh, woken up by an earthquake so thankfully she's safe we appreciate that and we're glad that you could join us tonight anyways David I feel like you have something <laughs> yeah. no. I feel like been, sorry I like you feel like you want you have something to say no 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 I mean nothing really to say just uh, kind of agreeing with Carlos of whenever I write and whatnot, one of the things that I, I tell myself because I can be a little, um, we'll, we'll just say a little uh, high on myself and whatnot is that <laughs> I'm, 
is that is that my tastes in things are not so special and unique that they're not shared by many many other people um i do tend to write what i think is scary or what i think would be disturbing or or gross and i i just put that to to paper and trust that i can find a market because the market exists because there's stuff that I consume, right? So because there are things that I consume, the things that horrify me or things that entertain me and whatnot, what I write surely will also have an audience. Right. I just have to convince somebody to publish me. Right. I, okay. So I do have a question. Um, and again, Jake and I, neither one of us are, this isn't our genre, right? So is, how because i know in scary horror thriller movies they like scene setting is highly important and they use special tactics um to help draw those emotions how important is that is that any more important in in your books or your stories for horror than outside than any other genre emotions are very important insanely important it's it's so so one of the chief things that horror is about to me and maybe carlos has a has a different take on it or agrees or or disagrees and we can go back and forth a little bit one of the big things about horror is empathy you you have to be able to make the reader understand and step into the shoes of whomever it is that you're showing them whether it's the the you know whether you have a false protagonist like I have in one of my novels or just a regular old protagonist, you have to get them to to feel and understand what the character is going through. Because if you can't get them to understand and feel what the character is going through, then what you're writing doesn't mean anything to them. It's just words on a paper. Right. Exactly. It's it's about putting your reader on, you know, in, in, in the headspace and in the feelings of the person that you're writing. And if, if you make it scary for your character in, in a way that the person can relate to, then it will be uh, scary for the reader as well. Uh, recently, I was doing a, a discussion on Facebook about um, how hope, for example, hope for me is the cruelest most terrible tool in a horror writer's arsenal and the reason for that is let's say for example that you have a let's say a serial killer in your book and he's going around killing people and he just goes from one to the other kind of like jason and and friday the 13th you know and he's just killing people and there's nothing they can do to uh to stop him eventually that numbs your audience to the horror of him just going around killing people. So then what you need to do is one of these people or several of these people need to figure out a way to fight, to fight him, need to figure out a way to survive. And then you write that there, you write that hope, that uh, possibility that this person might survive and then they die. (laughs) So, uh, Kill them off. So <laughs> Carlos knows what's up. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the the, the thing because you, you want your audience to to be like, oh my god, this person is gonna make it. This, this I mean, that's genius. What they're doing is genius. And then, oh crap, they're dead now. Uh, yeah. That's using hope to kind of manipulate uh, your your uh, readers' emotions and putting yeah. themselves, you know, in, in the head and in the heart of your character. 
Okay. Uh, Carolyn, did you, I know you were trying to jump on here. Did you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, just um, mention that uh, scary stories to read in the dark. Uh, I like still have nightmares about that book and it's been over 30 years. Oh. I I kind of love that because I feel so seen right now. <laughs> like no no lie and um yeah horror horror is a great genre it's it's tough to write in. Why do you think it's tough, Carolyn? Well, all the reasons that everyone's listing, just you know, like empathy and well, now I sound like a serial killer. <laughs> 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 um, so, you're so, doing awesome so basically like you know you have to write these believable characters and just then in the end like is there such a thing as a you know happy ending in a horror movies uh, story I wouldn't think so and well I'm, me, I'm guessing a, a happy ending for the bad guy the, that's true well, well, I mean, so, some, sometimes there are, I mean, so, sometimes there are, let's say, happy endings in the sense that uh, out of your entire cast, maybe a few of them can actually survive and make it through and overcome whatever it was that they were dealing with. But, uh, I mean, it's not really 100% happy because that person is probably going to have to deal with some trauma after that. And if you end a horror novel, like in a very happy, cheery, wee kind of place, it... Uh, <laughs> It, it, it kind of lessens what came before. It, it defeats the purpose, so to speak. <laughs> Victory I, has to come I, at a cost. I don't know why I found that so funny, but it just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I just imagine, like, Ghostface, Jason, like, all of them just, like, skipping along, like, the yellow brick road, and they're like, wee! Like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, I'm sorry. I just... Maybe if maybe if they did that in horror, I could I could handle it a little bit more. If if by the end they were skipping down the yellow brick road, I could ha totally handle that. Especially if it turned into a musical. Oh my god, you're so gay. Oh my god. I know. See, again, like I feel seen. Thank you, Jake. You're so very welcome. <laughs> uh, Zach, you have your hand up. Uh, yeah, yes, um, I, I kind of came in halfway through, so I don't know if anyone's mentioned this in terms of the horror genre. Um, I, I am a big fan of horror. Um, I'm writing a, a horror book myself. Uh, my personal favorite in horror is psychological. Um, I am some, the reason, and the reason for that is very simple. Um, I, myself, I grew up in a family that was rather dysfunctional. There was a lot of mental illness, um, a lot of trauma. Uh, and I learned from a very young age that, uh, yeah, I, while I, uh, putting aside my personal beliefs on like, we could argue about ghosts, about spirits, about um, the certain monsters of the world existing. My personal belief has always been that the worst monsters in the world are humans. Like we, we as humans, we are uh, the the real uh, villains of this world, and yeah. so, and the human mind is the sickest and most deranged 
uh, thing in existence out there, in my opinion, yep. even more. I find offense with that, Zach. Oh, <laughs> then, <laughs> I, I, apologize, I apologize then. But, She's so, totally teasing yeah, I, you. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of figured as much. I don't. I am horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not a good person, so yeah, I agree with that. I think you're 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 in the right group there, Zach. <laughs> yeah, I both. So he's triggering me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Emma, stop. Yeah, I, I've always because uh, my my uh, favorites uh, in horror uh, have always been even if there was a spiritual or supernatural element to it, a broader uh, the broader. Uh, topic in the novel or the movie is uh, uh, just a regular person uh, who is going insane or committing evil acts uh, it w all within human nature and they're driven to it and uh, which is like I said my my favorite stuff I, I think like my favorite personal favorite horror film will always be The Shining and uh, which is and it's also a great book as well and I think that's what really messes me up uh, for that reason is there is a ghost there is a little bit of supernatural in there but in the end uh it's ultimately about a family man who goes insane and ends up trying to kill his own family and that is a story that we i mean you can switch on the news and pretty much get a daily story of that of regular people going uh going either going insane or driven to unspeakable acts for any number of reasons be it mental illness be it trauma be it uh a, be it like a gang association there's uh, any number of reasons for it right right so one of the one of the very important things you said there is that uh you know you are writing from a place of your personal trauma with your family and your personal experiences. And that answers one question that always comes up when people who don't read horror or don't watch horror ask me like, but why horror? And it's the fact that horror is very cathartic. And as you said, most monsters are related to humanity. Most monsters are human. Like for example, the Frankenstein monster didn't know that it was a monster until it ran into people. They were the ones that made him feel like a monster. Uh, um, and if uh, if you look to you know at, at a number of books, you're going to see that a lot of author trauma goes into those books. If you read, for example, my trilogy right now, uh, there's a lot of me there, like growing up with a very uh, fanatical uh, religious mother being gay, you know. Uh, there's, uh, for example, like a, a character there who, uh, you know, went through abuse through childhood and actually uh, expressed that by trying to be like this big, strong man, this bully when he was a kid. And now as an adult, he's kind of like a very cowed, married man with two children hiding the fact that he's gay, you know. Um, so all of those things are happening as the supernatural horror is happening. So we take those little things either from our lives or the lives of people that we know or have experienced and put them into horror because horror helps us kind of exercise those negative emotions and that trauma. That was a beautiful way to put that, Carlos. Very nice. And you had your hand up? I was just going to go back to something Zach said about you can find almost anything you want if you're writing a thriller or a horror on the nightly news. 
Yeah. And some of it can be even worse than the stuff that we write. But the things that I find scary, which I don't read a lot of horror. I do read Stephen King and Dean Coots, which is horror enough. But the thing that actually makes things scary for me is, let's say, you take a fear of your own, whether it be a fear of being alone, a fear of the water. Um, let's just take those two examples. But you put your character in a situation where his fear is to be alone, and then you continuously put him in situations where he has been withdrawn on tiny little increments from the population to where he, at the end of it, he is slowly going insane because he is losing everyone that's around him. Those kind of things are scary to me because they, they hit a nerve. Right. And that's what makes a good thriller is you have to hit a nerve somewhere with your reader. If you're putting in, you know, a scene where uh, two guys are messing around in the water and they're skiing or whatever, and one falls off the skis and the other one jumps in and tries to find him, but he can't find him. And, you know, it goes on for several heartbeating minutes before the guy is actually pulled out of the water. Those are yeah. small things that resonate with the readers who might be scared of water. Oh, for sure. You that know, totally those, makes sense. Those near drowning incidents. Right. So those little things are what really make, I don't know about a horror, but a thriller is you're putting somebody in a situation that your audience can actually see themselves in. And I'll take, for example, one of David's favorites, Saul. Um, you're going into a motel, and all of a sudden, the motel door is being kicked down, and you're, you know, being tortured to death. Yeah, not so fun to want to go to a motel the next time. Right. We've lost Jake at that point. Jake's like, I'm out. I don't do the Saul stuff. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate the Saul stuff. Dragons, ponies. <laughs> I didn't see the unicorn. That's it. That's all it. Puppies, puppies. Um, let, okay, I'm gonna ask. That's how you get rid of bad thoughts in the middle of the night, Jake. <laughs> you really tell yourself, "I will yeah. not dream of puppies. I will not dream of puppies." And then you dream of them, and that's what I need and is to dream, dream of, of those wonderful things. So, <laughs> yes, these are the beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're calling me gay, jeez. I'm I'm super gay, so I don't know. You don't even like ABBA. I, for the last time, it is not that I don't like ABBA, it, or that I don't know ABBA. You, it is your just gay that points I, have been revoked when you're like, I don't like ABBA. I was like, we're done. Anyways, so what's, what's the difference between a thriller and a psychological thriller? What's, because I hear those, and I, I don't, I don't quite under again. This isn't my genre, so I don't quite understand the difference. So I, I think the thriller. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, and you go. A thriller is putting your MC on the on the edge on a continuous basis. Okay. To where the reader feels like their their existence is, you know, perilous. There's something going to happen around every corner. A psychological thriller is getting into the head of possibly the antagonist to where 
you feel like there's something not quite right as a reader, something psychological is going on in your head that is kind of the, the story is twisting you up mentally. It's messing more with your head than a possible action scene where your MC is getting in a knife fight. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, Did yeah, I... that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, what I was going to say is that, I mean, you, you can say thriller and just encompass all of the different subgenres of thriller. So for me, at least, uh, a, a psychological thriller is a subgenre of uh, a thriller, you know, just the same as there being a supernatural thriller or a fantasy thriller, even. I'm pretty sure they have to exist somewhere. Um, so it, for me, it's it's like thriller is like the main category, and then you have like psychological, supernatural, uh, you know, crime thriller, whatever. Okay. The Thank word you. suspense kind of works better for thriller. Because Agreed. with a thriller, you are in a, you're supposed to be in a chronic state of suspense that something is going to happen. I vote that we make a movement to change that title then for the genre. All those in favor? Well, it's called thriller <laughs> suspense. It really is. Crickets. Crickets. Apparently, I don't know what I'm talking about. Crickets on that one. We love you, Jake. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I guess we just pick our fights. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos is like, uh, go ahead. I mean, everybody knows of the Hunger Games, right? Yes. No. Never heard no, of them. No, no. Well, in no. the Hunger Games, the kids are constantly being hunted by other kids. Right. That's the psychological part of it. Okay. I so like that. Yeah. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought of the Hunger Games as horror, so is it a, it's a thriller? It's not a horror, it is a thriller. A thriller, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's just a thriller, like a, God, what was the word? Like a, dystopian thriller that's the word yeah that's yes. a good way to put it i like that. young adults like yeah, yeah. Genre genre is young adult. a lot. It's... keep it's, going it's David. Always... yeah genres overlap that's that's one thing that you you kind of run into here um uh, a thriller can be a horror film and a horror film can be a thriller and a, and a young adult movie can be a thriller and a dystopian uh, thriller type thing and whatnot. Um, one of the things that's important for anything that you write that I've, uh, for me and whatnot, is to just focus on writing the story and not focus so much on necessarily trying to shoehorn yourself into a particular box. I mean, I've written stuff that goes across little genres and whatnot, and granted, I'm probably going to have to cut out most of it because it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be there, but shoehorning yourself kind of does you no favors. It's You just kind of – it all kind of mushes together at the end of the day. You know, you say psychological thriller or psychological horror, and at the end of the day, it's all a matter of your subjective experience anyway, so just do you. I like and, that. And I mean, to make you feel better, I'm going to tell you something, Jake. What? Uh, comic book movies are what? 
Thrillers. Action thrillers. Yay. Because your hero is always being put in a situation where he's in jeopardy. Now those I can get behind. But mostly because they have a happy ending. And most thrillers will have some sort of hero. I like that. Um, here's the question for all of you who who write in these kind of scarier genres. Are you, when you're looking at things for inspiration, obviously you're taking things from your own life, but do you take inspiration from other books or movies? Like, do you, what are you looking at as far as like, if you were querying like your comp titles? Go for it, Carlos. So I think um, th there's this saying that pretty much every book has been written and every, you know, song has been sung, you know, so I, I think pretty much every story has been written. So you do kind of always base yourself on base yourself on what you know, what you are trying to do is taking what you know, and changing it to fit your, uh, your own style and the story you want to tell. So there's always going to be some like, for example, I always say, like, if you look at my, at my book, uh, you're going to find a little bit of Stephen King's It. You're going to find a little bit of uh, The Haunting of Hill House. You're going to find some, even Silent Hill, the video game in it. So there's always going to be some inspiration from other things. It's about uh, what made you the, the writer you are and then making that inspiration your own. What makes it stand out? It's funny because um, with my, you know, current work in progress, I'm often, you know, thinking or feeling like I'm basically the Vampire Diaries would sue me for copyright infringement. <laughs> like, that's where, that's where I got a lot of my information from, and I'm like, no, this is this is illegal. So anyway, but it's still oh. your story because you're the one writing it, and even if you're taking ideas from other stories, it doesn't mean that it's not yours. That's true, but uh, yeah, now there's some stuff like almost verbatim, so I gotta go back through and edit that. <laughs> well, that's part of the process, right? <laughs> I got some editorial notes back this week, and I thought it was quite uh, interesting that he described my main character as a little bit of uh, James Bond, and at times Bruce Wayne, and at times Jack Ryan. I don't Ooh, know why that, that is me to death. That is quite the trio. <laughs> you better feel pretty proud of that. But I said John Kramer, so you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not John That's Kramer. Not what I said. <laughs> that your your other your other person giving notes is probably a little more on the nose than me. I I, I wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> David? David, you were shipping oh, the character. <laughs> M, M create, it created this tension, and it's just so beautiful and whatnot. And I'm not even really into reading that kind of thing, even though I'm into totally experiencing it. But, like, she just totally, without even meaning to, like, these two guys, and I'm just sitting there, it's like, it's like Hannibal and Will Graham. It's like, kiss him, kiss him. Holy shit, he stabbed him. It's good. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, that's M, M does go about it. M does a good job. M that's does a good job. Saying. I will agree. 
So, Brandon. Jake. I want to know. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, stop. <laughs> You're such a whiner sometimes. That's rich coming from you. Because... I know, right? <laughs> um, what I want to know is, Brandon, what are some horror books that you have read and did you like or not like them? I fucking knew you were going to do it. I knew it. Um, I just finished reading The Shining. Yay! <laughs> so I thank Zach for bringing that up because the minute he did, I was like, Jake's going to ask me about it. I know it. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I I think I'm definitely not going to badmouth Stephen King. I would never do that. It was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> any any other horror any other horror I, stories? <laughs> I'm not like a big. I read Dracula, which was really good. I really enjoyed that one. And that one, I I think that one I found interesting because it's not really. I didn't find it really about him. It was about the people around him, and shit that's kind of going down. And they kind of you kind of piece it together. But it wasn't like the movies that how he's portrayed. So I was like, oh, this is not what i was expecting but it was really good i really enjoyed that one and what was the grossest part that you told me about what was the oh when uh oh fuck what is his name oh the dude ate the fucking bird oh my Wendell. god that was so gross dude ate i don't remember then <laughs> he he i can't think of his name what's his name renfield Renfield, thank you. He like coughs up a bird feather or something like that. Like, oh my god! You're like, what the fuck? Like that was gross to me. I was like, that's disgusting. That's. But again, they never. But, but, but why, why, why? But why do you judge him? I mean, why, why do you judge him? Some people like their chicken without feathers. You like right. them with feathers. <laughs> this is this is true. Like I can't. I also I, like my chicken cooked, though. <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's, it's chicken sushi. Yeah. Ooh. Gross. Ew. Ew. That's so gross. But yes, Jake, what are some that you've read? Um, I have also read Dracula. I really enjoyed that. Most of the ones that I have read that are horror are all middle grade novels. So I, 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 I go ahead. You, no, finish out what you were gonna say. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, um, the, like, I like a lot of the, the scarier Neil Gaiman stuff. I like, um, the Lockwood series. Um, I just read, uh, This Appearing House was really good and The Clackety. I, I imagine you would like Goosebumps. Oh, I do like Goosebumps. Okay. Goosebumps was like one of those classic, like, as a kid, like read it, and it's it. So it totally falls in with scary stories to read in the dark, though. Like a lot of those stories scared me to death, but everybody else was reading them, so I had to read them too. Otherwise, I would have been the uncool kid, and I was definitely needing to be the cool kid because my panda bear sweatshirts and oversized glasses were not doing me any favors. Um, <laughs> And so, and that so sounded I so cute. I can't even with you, Jake. I just can't. I just, I, you have no idea. You have no idea. I'm getting an idea. So, Jake, Jake, yes. can I ask you a question? 
Yes. How are your edits going on faces? On faceless? Um, I have put it on the back burner because it's scary to read. So, (laughs) Jake wrote this horror novel that is absolutely great. Thank you, Adam. I promise I will get back to it. Read horror. He has written a pretty good one, and it's got a lot of psychological suspense in it which i appreciated very much very nice jake that's impressive thank you i was very impressed it is one of my darkest moments of my life that's like that's like i'm writing sci-fi a little yeah not gonna happen I, take I would rather write Dino Erotica. <laughs> okay. Oh my Let's... gosh. Seriously. Thank you, Em. Thank you. <laughs> that was the perfect segue, though. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I about that all day. So, is there like. Uh... I knew you was going to bring it up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even anymore. Like, I love it. I love it. I can always count on Em to have my back. Got it. <laughs> Um, I lost my question. I was going to ask a question. It's gone now. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I don't know. I don't. You started saying it when she mentioned the erotica. So maybe that? (laughs) Something about, oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Ghost erotica? I don't know. (laughs) Have you tried the presidential erotica yet? That sounds like an interesting topic. I've heard that one. I feel like we've talked about that one before, but I've never read it. So, I mean, we could do so scary we could, things. Wait, we could do presidential erotica on president for President's Day. We could, we could do that. That that would be an option. Um, I hear, I'm going to be uh, sick Jay that day. In there, very heavy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You guys cracked me up. Uh, Jake, what? So, what? How did you write a thriller? Like, did you? You must have channeled something deep within you, right? So for me, um, I I literally started with a prompt that I had for um, a a writing workshop that I was doing, like a ten month writing workshop. Um, and I started with this prompt and everybody was like, oh my gosh, you have to write that story. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I I don't want to write that story. And I tried to give the idea away multiple times to different people. I'm like, here, here, you can have a story. Here's the idea behind it. And finally the, my teacher, like the, the host of this, this conference and everything said, no, you're writing this. This is going to be your thing. I'm like, I write middle grade fantasy. Thank you very much. And he's like, no, no, you're going to write this. And so I I sat down and I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And it, uh, it just, it turned into this thing and it just got more and more dark. And it just is just not something that I expected to come out of my brain. <laughs> I'm but it so did, and it's great. I'm so proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
it's a it is a a novel that I will probably never try to duplicate as far as genre goes. Um, but uh, I'm just waiting was... for you to make her quit crying some. <laughs> don't I have my main a, character don't crying give a it lot. Away, don't give it away. I'm not. That was one of my recommendations. The chick cries all the freaking time. Yep. So I cut. I cut. <laughs> I cut ninety percent of the crying out. But really, one, one the, minute the ma- she's slapping somebody, and the next minute she's falling apart. It's so the main character was like, me, M. I was like, so like Jake. That's yeah. Jake. The main character was totally me. I was sobbing because during writing some of these scenes because I didn't want to. <laughs> but you were so good at it. Thank you. Thank you. I will. Uh, you know, maybe one of these days I will dive back in and try another piece of that puzzle. But right now I've got to get through all of these other edits and then I have to actually sit down and edit Faceless. And I've done a couple of different uh, critique partners with it and some beta readers and I I need to get back to it. It's just, it's not the highest priority right now with uh, with what I'm working on with my agents. So. Um, well, just to know that you'll get back to it someday, I'm happy. Oh, I will. I promise I will. So, if someone were wanting, and this is to the group, if somebody wanted to go into Thriller and write, what would be your best advice for them? And let's start with you. Um, Crickets? No advice for I, I mean, crickets are scary. Crickets are scary. Let's just, I'll go across. Carlos, what do you think? So, I mean, if, if uh, specifically thriller or thrillers or horror? Thriller or horror, whatever. Um, well, what I would tell them is to try to find what isn't, I mean, what, what hasn't been done so much or try to get something that has been done before, but find the who they are in it. Like if, if, if they just try to replicate something that they've seen, it's not gonna stand out. Uh, so it's about trying to find why, what they find scary and putting it into that, not trying to be Stephen King, not trying to be uh, Clive Barker, not trying to be any of, of these uh, people trying to be themselves and putting what scares them in the book. Okay. Oh, and, and, and another quick one. Uh, just write the first draft, complete it as quickly as you can. Don't stop, don't review it. It's gonna be crap, you're gonna hate it. Then come back to it and edit. Well, I think that's fair. You know what scares me, Carlos? Writing, but yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> what, what, what is it, Emma? <laughs> Go ahead, Emma. The editorial notes I got back this week told me that my my plot was well outlined. The, the term outline scares the shit out of me. Because <laughs> you're a pantser. I don't outline. And I tried to tell him this was not outlined. It was just written from the heart, just as the characters told me to write it. That's why I have no advice. Okay. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. We're all just trying to make our way through life, right? Like that's like, <laughs> figure it out. David, what do you what do you think? We lost David for a I minute. Think we, I think we lost David. 
it's like the beginning of a horror movie. Yes. I don't know what you're trying to do. I think if you go into an area, make sure that you you need to make the the readers feel for your MC if that's what you want them to do, which means going into emotional depth as uh, Brandon has an issue with, as he said. You have to find a way to make the readers emotionally attached to your MC. Okay. You have to make them want that your MC comes out okay. Well, at the end of my first book, my MC does not come out okay. Spoiler. Stop doing spoilers. Damn. You're not going to read it anyway. I'm not worried about it. You don't know that. I might one day. Bra Brandon has been branching out on the things that he's been reading. I haven't. I have two memoirs on my book on my list this week that I've added. So trying to get more memoirs and thrillers and horrors and all those in there. Uh, Carolyn, do you have any advice? I totally blanked on what the prompt was. I'm sorry. You're, you're fine. Do you, do you have any advice for somebody who was planning to jump into writing thrillers or horrors? I, uh, I don't feel like I'm, uh, you know, accomplished enough yet to give advice, but I, uh, I, I am going to call BS on that right now because <laughs> you are currently writing one. So therefore you are very much accomplished and you are very worthy of answering that question. Well, thank you, Jake. Um, but again, I'm, I, I like happy endings and puppies and kittens and rainbows. And, you know, so when I think about the fact that I am writing an urban fantasy, I'm bashing my head in trying to, figure out a way for it to end happily and so I and think is I, it gonna end happily i don't Fuck. know that's the don't, thing i, I think don't so. let it don't let <laughs> it. Fuck see, it see Fuck it. i i i want you know i just i just want everyone to get along man you can write a sequel like yeah. that's true it's I'm like from the signs sequel. floating above her head <laughs> Very much. Very much. I actually have the opposite Bob problem. Dylan it's about controlling myself from killing everybody on the book. Oh, I love it. Jake. I think yes. if you have a, a something that you love, whether it be you know a particular monster category, I think you will do better at it. As long as you stick with something, stick with something that you love. Good advice. Good advice. Good advice. Absolutely. And one thing you mentioned, uh, M, that I think is incredibly important is uh, character depth and character connection. If you're writing uh, a thriller or a horror and all your characters are just cannon fodder, uh, people are not going to care uh, what happens to them. But if you actually develop a character to a point in which the reader falls in love with that character and wants to see them do well, then you're going to have a reader that's like on the edge of their seat, just praying that that person doesn't die in the book or that they succeed well, in, in finding the, the killer or the, the criminal. Because I have this major killer. He's an anti-villain. 
but he's also afraid of spiders, which gets him <laughs> into a lot of funny situations. I love it. I mean, well, I who, just, is, love it. who isn't I, afraid of spiders? Things are fucking weird. Yeah, I know. Like, ugh, abominations. Um, But I just, <laughs> I figured out what my genre is. Plucky comic relief thriller. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that That's Jake and I both. genre blending, Ooh. Caroline. <laughs> that is genius. And I need you to pitch your book just like that to Ethan. <laughs> just like so, that. Thank you for this, guys, because I never get to take part in the writer's block. I'm old. I go to bed at, like, 9. So tonight has been awesome. Thank you I for helping me realize my genre. Yes. Yay. That's hey, what we're here for, but I feel attacked right now. Block, so you don't get my title. <laughs> I, I bow to your greatness. I, I apologize. I appreciate that. One more thing that I have to add in is that I'm waiting for Kathleen to just leave memoirs and write a horror. That will be that will be the day. You know, that will be the ultimate day. I mean, if Jake Me and Kathleen it, are going to write, write one together one day. Oh, perfect. I love it. Love it. Jake. Yes. We're out of time. I know. I know we're out of time. I feel bad. You didn't right. even want this topic, Jake. Jake didn't even want this topic. He was like, I didn't, but he, it, fought, it actually he could... fought me so much on all the topics this season. I was like, we need to talk about all these. But but I've okay. been learning, uh, Brian, and it's keep been your good. Corals to yourself. <laughs> oh shit! He wishes. He wishes. Let's just. I am not in the same class as Brandon. I couldn't even pretend. I. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Jake, so yes. where can people listen to us? They can listen to us on podbean.com or on any of the streaming platforms. And what should they be doing after they listen to us? Well, they really better be following and liking and especially commenting. Absolutely, they should be because that helps us drive more engagement and get more people in here. Because the more the more of us there are, the more shared knowledge we can share. Damn, that was messed up. That, that was, was meant so to sound good. Prettier than that, it was so it was, deep, Brandon. It was. It was. Um, I was trying. <laughs> you were trying. Thank There's you. There's your thank emotional you. <laughs> background, Brandon. That's, like I just I gave up like halfway through the sentence. I was like, I don't know. Like whatever. Just um, so, you're working on it. I'm working. I'm a work in progress. Speaking thank you. Of, thank you. Yes. Oh, wait, what, what is next week's topic? Next week's topic. We got to cover that real quick and then we'll go. Uh, is uh, It's about author support. So how do we support each other? Emotional support, collaborations. Rev we'll cover it all. We'll just cover it all. How we'll do we help each other all. as authors? Yes. Yep. Um, first of all, and last of all, Thank you, thank you to everybody that participates. You guys, this show wouldn't be what it is without you. Yes. We really, really appreciate all of you. We appreciate yeah. you, Jake and Brandon. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that was like a and Brandon, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brandon, I love you. Son, I'm gonna come up there and pop you upside the back of the head. <laughs> and she'll do it too. Uh, she can. She can try. <laughs> Uh, thank right. you for letting me join and, and ramble a little sure I can do it. thanks Carlos <laughs> thank you Carlos thank you everyone we'll talk to everyone next week bye bye, guys. bye.